This is MPN. Welcome to Movie Matchup. I'm Casey. And I'm Grace. A podcast where we talk in-depth about two movies with a common theme, some trivia, and menu items you can enjoy while having your movie marathon. Grace, what is this week's theme? This week's theme is Kids' Seal of Approval. Yay! <laughs> so our first movie for this is The Secret of Ron Inish, uh, directed by John Sales from 1994. Um, and in this movie, oh, it's also, uh, it's streaming on Roku, Tubi, Canopy, Pluto, basically all of the free streaming platforms, uh, and also on Prime Video, if you have that. Uh, so... In it, Fiona, played by Jenny Courtney, is a young Irish girl with an unusual family history, including a long-missing baby brother. When she goes to live with her grandparents on the west coast of Ireland, Fiona hears stories about her ancestors, tales that involve mythical creatures called selkies who can shift from seal to human form. After Fiona ends up on the small island of Roan Inish, her family's ancestral home, she believes she may have found her little brother living among the seals. Oh. <laughs> And our second movie is Song of the Sea from 2015. And this uh, was 4 on Amazon Prime, or yeah. Amazon for me. Okay. And that is, an Irish youth discovers that his mute sister is a Selkie who must find her voice and free supernatural creatures from the spell of a Celtic goddess. So much shorter description yeah. <laughs> on my end. Um, so yeah. Okay. So we should probably start with what is a selkie oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh, before we get into what these movies have in common since that is not uh maybe a common term for people other than as a dress right okay so according to the wilderness ireland website a selkie it says the legend of a selkie is one that we in ireland share with our neighbors in scotland but there are dozens of varieties and hundreds of stories in short the legend of the selkie is ireland's concept of a mermaid what is a selkie? Also called the seal people, the seal people, or the mermaid, a selkie is a marine legend that tells of people who are half fish and half human. In the water, they are seals, but on land, they shed their skin and take on human form. And for some reason, they are irresistible to ordinary humans who are apt to fall in love with the seal people. Selkies are often sighted by those who live in remote coastal areas. Legend has it that in order to come ashore, selkies must first shed their skin or tail. And if you manage to find that skin and hide it away, the seal person cannot return to the sea. Irish folklore is littered with tales of men and women, usually men, finding a <laughs> selkie skin and hiding it and then marrying the selkie woman. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, uh, <laughs> you know, the nature of that whole legend maybe yeah. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Um, but we uh, came across these two movies, I should say. Well, we had already watched uh, The Secret of Ronanish before, both of us when we were kids. Um, and it was, it was a movie that really stuck with me. I don't know. I may have watched it more than once when I was a kid. Um, and then we had talked about it before and, and said, oh, we should try to do that for the podcast, but we couldn't think of what to pair it with. And then I came across this article from Vox. LA St. James on Vox oh, yeah. uh, called Two Good Things, Sad Kids Movies About Magical Seals. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that led us to uh, Song of the Sea. Which I'd heard was good. And I'm so glad that this pushed me to watch this movie yeah um i really enjoyed yeah watching the that was my first watch for song of the sea and it's i really enjoyed it as well 
So we have quite a few things in common yes. with these movies. First, selkies. So they first, are selkies. both about selkies, something <laughs> that you don't see a lot of in film. No. Um, it's definitely uh, one of the lesser mythologies that you see get adapted over and over again, I'd yes. say. Yeah, both, both selkies and in both cases, selkies are the younger sibling. Of yes. a, a couple of siblings, yes. and, and the and the movie is more focused on the older non-selkie sibling. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah, brother sister sibling. Just in one case, it's a brother, and in one case, it's a sister. Yeah. So we have lost mothers in both movies, although it's uh, more of a plot point, I'd say, in Song of the Sea than it is in um, Secret of Roninish. Although Roninish does start off with a basic a flashback to Fiona, our main character, in uh, at her mother's funeral. Um, which is um, also just before I think they leave their their family had left Roninish because the baby's still there, um, her baby brother. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sets the tone, I'd say, of the movie in Roninish, whereas in Song of the Sea, <laughs> I keep wanting to call it a different name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I keep stopping myself. Yeah. So it's a very different movie. Okay. <laughs> They don't want to reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in Song of the Sea, uh, we get the whole scene of, um, what's the main character's name in that? Uh, Sersha? No. The, oh, Ben. Ben. Um, with his mother. And, uh, you know, we see her uh, sort of leaving. Uh, and the, it, it's because she goes back to the sea uh, in order to sort of give birth to Sersha. But it's kind of plays as like a metaphor for her dying in childbirth as well yeah yeah no both movies start off essentially with the mother dying yeah (laughs) um and on that end i feel like both movies kind of are a way for these kids to sort of confront death for the first time you (laughs) know yeah dealing with with loss yeah yeah uh so there's a lot of it's a there's a melancholy mood to both of them there is yeah uh they both also take place in ireland yes because it's not Selkies aren't strictly Irish, but yeah, so they both take place in Ireland. They're both near a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they both, yes, they, so the brother-sister, there's a father at a pub in both of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're both told that where they are is no place for a child <laughs> in both movies. And they are sent to go and live uh, with in Song of the Sea, their grandmother, mm-hmm. and in The Secret of Roninish, their grandparents. Yes. Which is just... just... <laughs> and the grandma's real big on tea. <laughs> yeah. Although, isn't that just all grandmas, probably? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll get there. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. It's interesting also, I feel like the sibling relationship, though central in both films, is uh, more well-developed, I guess, in Song of the Sea than it is in uh, Roninish, just because... Jamie, her little brother, is not really there for most of the movie. He's just kind of talked about and referenced um, and is sort of the source of this trauma for the family um, because they lost him on the same day that they left their island town. Um, And whereas in uh, Song of the Sea, it's, you know, we're following the two of these siblings together for quite a long time. And it's as much about their relationship developing as it is about anything else. Yeah, I feel like at them it's learning to to love each other or Ben learning to accept Sersha or the other one is more just uh, reconnecting, yeah. just, you know, finding him. And yeah, I also have written down, oh, stories, just because folklore yes. and telling stories is a constant thing throughout mm-hmm. uh, both movies. Um, 
Yeah, so many stories. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. We'll come back to that later. I'll go more in depth with that later. Uh, I also have written down, I have uh, Birds Be Crazy. Because <laughs> in uh, Song of the Sea, the Maka, mm-hmm. our, our, I guess, villain, you would say, like for, for the movie, she has owls. Yeah. And then the owls are just sucking emotions out of fairies and turning them to stone and then in the secret of ronan ish there's birds that just attack people in a scene uh so i was like well that's weird and specific (laughs) that happens both kids also have a large shell Mm. in them yeah so fiona is walking around at one point she's got like a large shell (laughs) <laughs> does she eat out of it i kept at one point i thought she was gonna blow into it i really did and then uh in song of the sea fiona you know is you have a shell from their mother yeah 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 i feel like that all sort of ties in though to this sort of uh very important relationship with nature that both of the movies sort of have and i think is sort of central to the mythology of the selkie in general which is like it's kind of elemental it's this like this story about you know the seal will come to shore and uh, the uh, man usually <laughs> can capture the skin but as soon as the selkie finds out where her coat is then the call of the sea is too much and she has to go back uh to it so it's sort of like the the folly of man to t- sort of like uh try to tame nature i guess yes. in a way <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh i also have in both movies they go into the water to save a kid yeah. They try to save a kid in the water. I <laughs> pregnant Selkie, because you have pregnant Selkies in both movies. Um, and then both of them don't take place in the present day. Right. So um, The Secret of Ronan Nish takes place in 1946. And then um, Song of the Sea takes place in 1987. Because mm. I was wondering, I'm like, what time are we in? That's true. I didn't think about that for Song of the Sea because it's just sort of like, you know, I don't know why animated films, I feel like can get away more with like, we're in just a nebulous time. We don't have to say when <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. Um, but 19, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's 1987, like October of 1987, yeah. which is why we have Halloween. And stuff but yeah, like the, in the Halloween scenes do suggest a more modern time. Than... Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm going to talk about that later. That's the reason like he likes the 2D animation is because it feels timeless. Mm. It doesn't feel like it can be dated and stuff like that. Nice. But yeah. And then I have that because the Selkie siblings don't talk, but they both say the other sibling's name. Yeah. That's like the only thing that they say. <laughs> like, that is oddly specific. So that is my whole list of how these movies are so different, but also the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Oh, I also just want to talk about, like, visually arresting both of these. Completely different ways. Obviously, one's live action and one's animated. But just a feast for the eyes, I feel yes. like, both of them. Yeah. Um, there's this really striking, like, watercolor effect to uh, a lot of the scenery and uh, the animation uh, in Song of the Sea. And in um, Ronin-ish, you've got just this gorgeous, you know, Irish landscape that they're photographing on. And it doesn't... It's not, like fairytale-esque i'd say like there's the lush green obviously mm-hmm. but the they also sort of lean into like the fog and the you know the sort of melancholy yes. nature of the whole yeah. thing makes you want to travel yeah it does <laughs> we could all be a girl sipping tea in a cute dress and just stirring a tar pit <laughs> that could be us 
that image has stuck with me for so many years. I don't know why the tar pit. Like, I can't believe that's what sticks with you because not, this is not a just horror. One. This could easily be a horror film, but we'll get into that later. There is imagery in this that would scare children for a children's. These are both also, I, I think, like, geared I recognize that as an adult watching it, but as a kid, I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. she's just running around, no shoes on her feet on the Irish countryside. <laughs> it's the hangout on an island all by herself. Yeah, no, I mean, you say that and that sounds great. I can do that now as an adult and yeah. that still sounds awesome. And I, I in general, uh, I like the idea of that, but I think also as a dog owner, uh, I don't totally feel comfortable walking on grass all of the time just mm-hmm. because people uh, can be bad dog owners and not go for the dog. But the grass that she lays on, I'm like, this is like the like the first time in a long time where I'm like, I want to lay in this grass. Yeah. I want to do what Fiona's doing. Um, but yes, anyway, we can probably get into more detail about the, right. the films. Yeah, do we want to uh, get into, since we're already kind of yes. talking about running? Yes. <laughs> first of all, I just want to like... A lot of stories we we mentioned before, but uh, especially in this movie, like right from the bat, she goes to live with her grandparents because she like looks sickly. I guess they're like, "The city is no place for a kid," so they send her off to the country to live with her grandparents. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was just the 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 way that you like cured people back in the day. It's like, "Oh, you're sick. We have to send you out to the sea <laughs> for the fresh sea hair or whatever." Yeah, and it's just the opposite in Song of the Sea. It's like, "All right, right you're not safe near this light. This is no place for a kid. You're." going to the city <laughs> um but like almost immediately we get like stories about her great great grandfather or whatever who was uh, made fun of for speaking irish and um oh yeah also another thing in common they speak irish in both movies <laughs> or sing irish in song of the sea but um i, I always forget that I, irish uh, was or is was a language is people still speak it right Probably. <laughs> he can Google that and then we'll just edit around it like nothing happened. I'm a smart person who knows uh, about the world. Did you? We had to watch this movie with subtitles on. Yes, I, was like, I did too. I don't know what they are saying. I got all. through the first few scenes and I was like, no, I'm just going to. Yeah. Like, I get the gist of it, but I feel like I'm missing things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're watching uh, one of Shakespeare's plays. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, no, this, can I turn, <laughs> we're going to need to turn the subtitles. And then when you do, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad these are on. This is not what I would have taken from this yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, so we have that story about his great, 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 whatever. <laughs> and then, like, we just so many stories throughout. Some of them we get flashbacks to, um, like, uh, when we also got the story about her ancestor who, or no, it was the same guy who, like, nearly drowned in a boat and then was rescued by these women and saved by a seal slash women and a couple cows who <laughs> 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 saved him from hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously later on when we meet uh, her cousin, the other dark one, uh, other than her brother, he tells her the, the actual Selkie uh, mythology in her, in her family. Which, by the way, that actor, if there were a couple of movies that have really stuck with me from childhood, it would be this and uh, The Secret Garden. And that actor is in both of them. Oh, I had to look him up because I was like, I know that face. Yeah. <laughs> I know that face. Yeah. The he, only person that I looked up. <laughs> he had a very busy early 90s yeah. and uh, has not done much since then, unfortunately. But <laughs> um, 
so yeah it's just one after another and sometimes we get the flashbacks and sometimes it's just it's just like sitting around and listening to grandpa's tell a story, yeah. a story which is kind of nice in itself but <laughs> we talked about uh just uh, the appeal of just being a child who is and I, I think this is somewhat just in in reference to the time period that this takes place in but just you know your grandpa just rows you over to an island and leaves you there for the afternoon to like chill <laughs> with nobody around i feel like that's very appealing for children <laughs> to watch but it's also like watching it as an adult you're like wow never <laughs> i would absolutely never let a child yeah because you don't know what she can get into she could cut herself on something she could like fall into a hole but yeah as a child it's just like yeah, there's these abandoned houses and I can just go explore and like, look through all the stuff and like that seems great. Another image that's just sort of stuck with me, not just the tar, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, little dark-haired baby child naked running through the field yeah. <laughs> has stuck with me all these years and uh, it was so funny to see, to see it again in his little, in his little like cradle boat. And yeah. I did not remember at first why this baby had a cradle boat. I was like, we get the story of Jamie being swept out to sea. Another story. Um, <laughs> when they leave Rona Inish. And I was like, why is why did they have a cradle that was that, that could that, that could float on the water? I cannot remember. And then we get the reveal later that it was the Selkie uh, uh, bride who, when she had her first baby, uh, requested that that cradle be made. And it's been handed down uh, through to the family through generations so um but just such a striking image just this little curly haired baby yeah like riding around <laughs> in his in his little cradle boat i don't know it's so cute yeah it is the cradle boat is also really nice yeah also gotta say as a millennial the idea of just having an island if i just put a little elbow grease into fixing up a few homes <laughs> yeah we can do this as children yeah we can just uh... I couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I have to change my oven light. How do I do that? And they're like, all right, well, we're just going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild homes. Just the two two kids, two kids can just do that. We're just going to tie straw together. Producer Ryan was like very into them using the straw to tie the straw, like mm -hmm. into bundles. Yeah. I don't know why. He was just really into it. it. That really spoke to him. It's very, you know, very cottagecore, I feel like. <laughs> uh. But also, yeah, the, the image of those, like, fixed-up homes when they're on their little island, it's it's beautiful, you mm -hmm. know? Who who wouldn't, why would, why did grandma and grandpa even leave? Um, although, speaking of, I also want to give a shout-out to grandma here for, um, <laughs> for believing Fiona as yes. soon as she says, I yes. saw my little brother on the island, and just being like, all right, well, let's go get him. Yeah, because there is a slow burn that happens throughout yeah. the movie of just, like, okay we're just she's gonna mention it to one person and then like another person and she's like not gonna be believed and then it's like at the end as soon as he tell her it's like all right we gotta go <laughs> we're going it's great so um and i do want to talk about just this the the way the selkie legend is handled in both movies because we have a pretty straightforward just pull from the mythology here where um I think Liam is the the guy's name in their family who uh, married the Selkie. Sees her like come up to shore and shed her skin and then grabs it. And uh, I believe the way they frame it is that he 
I can't remember exactly the exact word they're using, but they're trying to sort of soften the idea that she is essentially his prisoner as long as he has the coat. Um, and they also make a point of, you know, she saw him and he was the most handsome man she'd ever seen. And, you know, all of this, I feel like we just kind of, we just don't really touch that in Song of the Sea. Like the, the coat exists, but you don't get the sense that uh, the husband is hiding it away from uh, the mother. Yeah, I feel like in in the way that a kids films could handle adult themes more bluntly. Yeah, before it's sort of like handled it in a way that is like still like for kids, mm-hmm. but you know we're we're still like touching on like the major points of it in the Secret of Runnish. And in Song of the Sea, it's like this is very much like a kids film. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's very small. Kids could watch this and. Uh, so we really just have the mythology there, but in like a very kid-friendly yeah. way where we don't have to to talk about... Uh... Although I'm also curious how much of that is just the difference between a kid's movie released in the 90s and a kid's movie released in the 2010s. Yeah. Because like you know, we talked about, the, you know, Secret Garden as well. And there was a remake of The Secret Garden recently. And it's very... I've only seen clips from it, but it seems very different in tone as far as the 90s Secret Garden is... is still sort of a gothic movie it's like very dark and you know doesn't doesn't leave out the harsh parts of the story um whereas i feel like they definitely soften that in in the newer one um so i I feel like that's just sort of a trend that's come yeah through is is maybe for the best i mean what kid wasn't uh traumatized by the loss of our tax and uh never-ending story (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) But I still watched it, enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, just over and over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's all. Oh, shout out for them to them letting the selkie have hairy legs. I just wanted to put that in there. Yes, I noticed it, <laughs> and I was like, oh, good, because it's realistic, right, for the seal woman to not have shaved yeah. legs. <laughs> it's true. All right, and but before we finish up with this film, yeah, we are going to talk about how some of the scenes could be a horror film okay yes. when she <laughs> sheds her skin and they it's straight just... up american werewolf yeah, it, it, yes it is american werewolf in london and the little seal face just like deflates mm-hmm. and you just see this person coming through and her hand with like the goo like unsticking from itself yeah. <laughs> that could scare a child uh there's also a scene where her brother is in the ocean and he's like a seal and she's just like staring at the ocean. But it's in a way that I feel like ordinarily if this weren't a kid's film and you didn't know that there was no danger, mm-hmm. it seems like something bad was going to happen to her, that there is a danger in the water that's going to get her. Yeah. And then the last scene is uh, there's a scene where crabs are walking on the shoreline at night and there's just broken plates and it's just kind of like, this doesn't seem right. This is unsettling. <laughs> I'll say also the seals, they, they use the seals a lot in this movie. And I think like probably partially puppets, puppet work, because you see a lot of scenes of just the seal heads popping up and going back down yeah. and like watching people, which like kind of cute, but also kind of ominous yeah. <laughs> feeling, like kind of scary. <laughs> like they're watching you all the time. Yeah, I was wondering because I'm like, did they just get a bunch of seal footage? Were they like trying to do something? Like how do they, but yes, you're right. They do just kind of like bob up and down. Yeah, I assume that all the heads that just pop up and go back down are puppets, uh, but it's well done. And I, I do love 
just when the seals, the seal actors that they have, like the one seal who was having the tea party and then leaves and like knocks Fiona over as he's leaving and just the way, because the way seals have to walk, it's just like a flop, 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 yeah. flop, flop. <laughs> or like the two seals who stop Jamie from getting, going, getting back into the, uh-huh. the sea and like, you know, try to get him to go back with his family. That's some great seal acting. They're like, look at each other. And like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how hard that was to wrangle those seals but good job to that crew <laughs> yeah and if i were the kid i feel like it would you wouldn't really have to act you'd be like all right they're like coming towards me. i'm just gonna back up yeah, yeah. so some trivia this is based on a book called the secret of roan more scary uh scary s-k-e-r-r-y it's scottish so i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that um by rosalie k fry uh and that novel is set in scotland uh, but the filmmakers decided to have the film take place in Ireland for uh, practical reasons. That's all it said. But uh, I, I don't know. Maybe 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 the weather was better in, in Ireland for filming or something like that. So most of it was shot in County Donegal in Ulster in the north of Ireland, with some scenes uh, being filmed at the Isle of Mull in Argyll, Scotland. Curious which is which, huh. if they look particularly different. Um, over a thousand girls were tested for the role of Fiona, which required the actress to be thin, underweight, pale complexion, but perky and not afraid of water, <laughs> which I feel like they, they kind of nailed yeah, <laughs> with yeah. this little actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess she has to be visibly look kind of sickly in order to justify the sending her away to be with the grandparents on the sea, you know, at the beginning, but she still has to be, you know, a little... A little fighter who wants to <laughs> rebuild houses on yeah. a, on an abandoned island. Some of that makes it feel... I wonder if that also helps to make it feel like a different time. Yeah. Like that it would be 50 years before the movie was made. You know, they mm-hmm. just see old, old, old-timey at the girl stirring tar versus like maybe a girl in the 90s. Right. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the movie was digitally restored by UCLA in 2020, which is probably why it's streaming everywhere. Oh. Uh, and easily available. So thanks, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. Okay. Song of the Sea. All right. So things I wanted to talk about. Uh, a lot of the look of this movie. Yes. It was just beautiful. I'm so glad. It is. It's like, I feel like you could just put this movie on in the background if you wanted to at any time. Just to like watch it. Because yeah. <laughs> It's so pretty to look at. Yeah, it's really, really pleasant. So, yeah, Tom Moore, who directed it, he enjoys 2D animation, and he thinks that that makes the movie feel timeless. And I think that that helps, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it does. It, it, you don't really think about what time the movie is at when you watch it. Uh, but, you know, other movies, maybe like a, you know, like a Pixar movie or something like that, I feel like The Incredibles, it may seem dated if you watched it, you know, like 20 years from now or something like that. It feels like of a, of a time. Yeah. He also personally, he likes drawing and painting. Um, so that's why he chose to, to do it in 2D animation. And then he said, with watercolors, you get that feeling of that kind of dampness that we have in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I do feel, you know, it, yeah, it, that it does makes sense, actually. Uh, feel like that. He says, it feels a bit mysterious. It feels a bit magical. It has a dreamlike feeling. producer ryan thought that this movie had a similar look and feel to over the garden wall yes watching it um and it is about two kids wandering through this world that both seems realistic and magical at the Mm -hmm. same time 
and I thought that he was he was right about yeah, that. Yeah, right on. Um, and there's just like so many things in the movie that I I thought were visually interesting. So you have these gorgeous landscapes and stuff. Both these movies, I feel like, make you want to go to yeah. Ireland just to like, travel. <laughs> um, but the way that Maka puts the emotions in the jars also. Mm-hmm. I love all the jars together that have, you know, like lightning bolts and snow and everything. Oh, it is kind of interesting. Like the, this very, you know, straightforward metaphor there for like putting your emotions or hiding your emotions away. Bottling your emotions. Bottling up your emotions. Yeah. But I also found it interesting that in Roninish, you know, uh, the grandfather is the one who's, who's constantly like, don't bring up Jamie to grandmother. You know, just don't talk about it because we don't want to, it's just, you know, too painful or whatever. And then, <laughs> and so that's why it takes her to the end of the movie to be like I saw Jamie over there and her grandmother's immediately like oh okay let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway go ahead <laughs> uh, and then you have Koo the dog just very cute so cute sheep dog <laughs> just bounding around and then the stone fairies the idea you know, like when the fairies turn into stone mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really it looked really nice and that was also I think uh, somewhat maybe inspired by the Selkie myth. Like, I was trying to figure out where that came from, and there is in a, one of the early, like, Selkie stories, the woman who is, you know, ends up getting married to, to a human man and having children. When she finds her coat, she goes back and tries to take her children with her and uh, can't bring all of them, and so she turns the one that she can't, can't bring to stone. I'm not sure what the thought process behind that is, but <laughs> that is apparently part of the mythology. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I mean, maybe just if you can't have them. Yeah, I guess so. Seems a little harsh. It does. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing the skin of a of a seal person. Right. Uh, and marrying them and hiding it so they can't go back is right. also, you know. Not great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Shanaki's hair is yeah very very nice in the in the film. I enjoy the kids mm-hmm. map, where it's like creepy mountains, <laughs> um, and oh, what was it? I wrote it down. It was like yeah, creepy mountains, weird shape, you know, <laughs> just because you're kids, just weird shape, big building, <laughs> as things go. Um, and then Ben's superhero outfit that he has, that is like a cape for like his superhero outfit, but then his life vest because he's afraid to go in the water mm-hmm. and then his 80s 3d glasses of just the the red and blue i just thought were were so cute yeah uh and then Sersha, just in general just adorable yes just around like that's but, the cutest animated child i've uh, ever seen she's so cute and then even as a seal she's also yeah. really cute just unbelievably yeah mm-hmm. um and then i like the visual in the beginning she's like walking up the stairs and then her shadow on the wall is the outline of a seal Oh, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. I definitely noticed. I was like, why is her, her shadow so big? But I didn't notice that it was yeah. steel-shaped. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. And then as far as the folklore, so <laughs> trying to look into the folklore with like cycles of <laughs> it and how like Maka, there's like different versions of Maka and she has three sisters and they all do different I'm like okay this is too much <laughs> so uh just like paring that down quite a bit because the well both of them have all these like stories in them but mm-hmm. this one also has whereas that one it's a lot of like family history stories but of the same you know family this one has like different different stories like through folklore and I guess Tom Moore wanted to include it because I guess a bunch of seals were being killed 
Um, And so someone had said to him, you know, this wouldn't have happened like before because people would have been afraid to kill them because they could be a person, you Mm -hmm. know, just like the folklore. And so he was kind of, I think, sad that the the folklore of that was dying. And so it had made him want to to make a movie about it. Um, But, you know, he pulled from all these different uh, stories that already exist. So the giant McClure, who is um, also the son of the sea, he is a warrior and a king of the other world in Irish mythology. And the other world is an island, paradi- par- island paradise and supernatural realm of everlasting youth, beauty, health, abundance, and joy. Hmm. It's interesting. And then, of course, you know, he's really sad and turns to stone in the film. Yeah. Um, and then the great Shanaki means bear of old folklore. Uh, so because I guess he's not the only one. It's it's a whole group of, of people. So they passed information without writing it down. So just orally through storytelling from one generation to the next about folklore, myth, history, and legend, which I thought was interesting. And then the last one I've written down is Maka, who in the book is an owl and steals emotions mm-hmm. from people to, <laughs> to try to help them. I, I like the idea also that she's not just like an evil villain, that right. she, like, she had her, her reasons for it and just kind of needed to deal with her own Yeah, her she, own she stuff. kind of bottled up her own emotions and then was unable to sort of reconcile with what was good and bad anymore i guess to do to other people yeah so i guess she uh is a goddess in irish folklore she's one of three sisters and she is associated with land fertility kingship war and horses Hmm. so yeah so all that folklore is you know based on other things like stories taken from things yeah um and then for my trivia so one of the trick-or-treaters on the bus is holding a turnip jack-o'-lantern. And I guess original Celtic Halloween celebrations carve the lanterns out of turnips and other various root vegetables. Oh. So that could be a fun <laughs> thing to do around Halloween. We yeah. just carve some, some turnips. Vegetables. Yeah. Probably easier than pumpkins. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Why not try it? Uh, and then, according to director Tom Moore, the film is based on several aspects of his childhood. The film is set in, as we've said, October 1987, which Moore remembered as rainy and windy. And some characters, also related to Moore's family and pets from memories, pictures, etc., hmm. are in the in the movie. But it sounds like, yeah, his relationship with his sister, <laughs> um, he had been kind of like this. I think he mentioned that he, like, tied her up or something, like, to a chair or something like that. So I think they would not get, you know, ah. along and stuff. Um <laughs> And then it was nominated for Best Picture, at, or sorry, Best Animated Feature mm-hmm. at the Academy Awards, um, but it lost to Big Hero 6. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Producer Ryan <laughs> thought that it may have been Inside Out, mm. um, which would have been really interesting if that's what it was, because they would both be movies about your um, dealing with your emotions and stuff. Uh, but no, it lost to Big Hero 6. Okay. And then <laughs> on the IMDb trivia, it had this... Um, little thing and I was like I wish that I knew who put this together but I, I don't know and so it just says uh, the actors that play Connor, Granny and Fairy Dan also voice McClure, Maka and right. the great uh, Shanaki and then the characters played by each actor mirror the each other in a significant way so like Connor metaphorically turns to stone mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, when he like shuts up his emotions after losing his wife and like McClure's yeah. literally turns to stone That's and then Granny and Maka are both like the older ladies, the older mothers in the movie who think that they know what's best mm-hmm. for everyone. And then Shanaki helps Ben find his way to his sister and Fairy Dan helps uh, 
helps people across the sea. So I was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, it's very uh, Wizard of Oz almost, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is my trivia. You want to talk about food? Sure. In Roninish, uh, the first thing I wrote down was a lemon squash because Fiona has handed a lemon squash early yeah. in, the, in the movie. And I was like, what the heck is that? And it is just a commercially available lemonade Lim- made from concentrate. I also Googled it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you could have uh, lemon squash. Uh there's lots of tea and cakes throughout and i feel like the most prominent food feature though is a seaweed soup uh stew thing made with uh made with like they just pulled the seaweed out of the sea (laughs) um and uh i have found quite a few irish uh seaweed and uh like um uh seafood like stews and chowders and stuff like that so i don't know where I guess it it would be maybe okay to use seaweed from like a Japanese store in place of Irish seaweed. I don't yeah. know if there's a real difference or not. There probably is, like just because of climate and things like that. Yeah. But I don't know where I would get Irish uh, seaweed from. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an Irish seaweed guy <laughs> or lady to yeah. Um, and then I sent you a picture of. Uh, I was just looking for seal-shaped things uh, that could be made, and I found these marshmallow seals, uh, little white marshmallows in the shape of, like, piped in the shape of seals that I thought were adorable. And I was thinking you could make those with, like, a little chocolate dip that could be tar. <laughs> oh! That's really cute. Yeah. That's a great idea. In uh, Song of the Sea, there's less food, because I feel like they're eating a lot in The Secret of Rodanish, whether yeah. it's like bread or something. You know, it's like maybe not... Sandwiches, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. not like featured, but like they're they're eating a lot. Uh, and less food in Song of the Sea. There are gooseberry buns and nettle tea, and there's a birthday cake. I guess there's two birthday cakes. Right. And then the siblings each shove their... Which, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't. The horror stories of people who shove the loved one's faces into cakes. Just never... Don't don't Google it. Just trust. Um, <laughs> Never also, ever do it. Also, at a wedding, uh, don't yeah. shove wedding cake into your significant other's face. They've spent a lot of money to look that way on their wedding day. Uh, don't ruin it. We here at Movie Matchup are against shoving cake into people's faces unless it is directly into their mouths. And we'll be the first to say yeah. it. <laughs> um, but uh, what I wanted to make is i really liked the image of the jars Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if i can do little dessert jars and then i can decorate like the the inside of the the glass oh yeah with like a rainbow Mm -hmm. or like a cloud with like lightning i've seen those like clouded cloud decorated like coffees with like oh uh, that's true yeah yeah so it's like yeah something like that probably could work yeah I know someone on the internet, she had made sundaes, but then she put the frosting on the outside of the jar to, oh, no. look, like, <laughs> to look like the, the things. But it's like, I want to put it on the inside of the jar so yeah. that it kind of makes that. And I was like, I wonder if I could do uh, like a cupcake situation or like a cloud situation. Yeah, like it's like a layered dessert of some sort, um, but has like the image of it in the inside because I just can't stop thinking about those jars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really cute idea. So I have to, to figure that out. Um, and then... My question for you. Oh, okay. Um, is so in this obviously we have 
humans that turn into seals. We have selkies. So if you could turn into another animal and not be stuck that way, it's not, you know, obviously it would be the same premise as a, as a selkie. Mm -hmm. What would you want to turn into? I feel like it's really hard not to want to turn into a bird so you can fly. That's a really good answer. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, probably, you know, a pretty little bird, uh, hummingbird maybe. Oh, that's a good or one. something if you like there well I, you also don't want to be small enough though that you're like prey for something bigger i guess so yeah, yeah i don't know seagull could be fun you get to be near the ocean yeah you still get to eat all kinds of food yeah because you eat everybody <laughs> else's food so you still get human food because that's my thought process <laughs> what's the food situation remember you can change back to eat human yeah. food yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, some kind of bird, I guess, <laughs> would be my answer. All right. What about you? I want to be an otter. Oh. They're just so cute, and I love them so much. And, uh... Not that different than a seal, I feel like. No, that's true. <laughs> but I do like how furry and kind of small they are, although some of them are big. But, uh, yeah, they're just so cute <laughs> seeing them just wander around and like they act i mean they also i guess go on land as well as yeah as in the water um but, but you yeah. can just chill on your back in the water if you want to i know <laughs> i can just float around and hold hands with little otter producer ryan's little hands and just float so um, ryan's getting turned into an otter as well yeah so in this scenario ryan is also an otter um was that accurate <laughs> uh and then uh, I read that they eat like a good portion of their body weight a day. I think it was like 25 to like 30 something percent of their body. So they eat a lot. And it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah I'll eat a lot. I know they like sushi. I get to eat a lot of sushi. So, um, yeah. So that's my, that's nice. my pick. All right. Anything else uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I would, maybe we can read a couple of lines from the article that led us to these. Oh, two movies. So I wrote down basically the the summary here that I thought was uh, apt for both films. Um, so Emily says uh, that sadness drives both films really because the Selkie myth has always been about grief and the unexplainable nature of death. For most of human history, children have had to grow up in a world where their parents or loved ones might just suddenly be gone. Neither Songs Ben nor Ronanish's Fiona can quite adjust to that reality. The story of both films forces the two kids to confront something many children begin to realize just before adolescence. The people you love are going to die someday. The Selkie myth, however, allows for one last chance to reconnect, for a second chance that might result in a happy ending or might just result in getting one last chance to say goodbye. Somewhere out there in the sea, seals are playing, and if you can take joy in that, you can hope that someone you loved and lost might be out there, too, just beyond the waves. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, I feel like everybody in both movies is dealing with loss. Yeah. Because both of the families just, you know, they all feel the loss of the of the people that are gone. But then they both have happy endings. Yeah. With, like, a, a coming together. They get a reconciliation of some kind, even yes. if it's in song it's temporary because the mother does end up going back out to the sea but yeah but uh, you know ben and Sersha now get along like they yeah. have developed their relationship so yeah 
All right. All right. Well, Grace, do you want to tell the people where they can find us and then the theme for the next episode? So you can find us on Instagram at movie underscore matchup, and you can find some of our recipes on triggerednerd.com. And tune in next time when our theme will be put on your romance and shoes. <laughs> and remember, once a selkie finds its skin again, neither chains of steel nor chains of love can keep her from the sea.